January 20th, Just Baseball Show. When's Earth Day? I feel like it's very soon. Do you know Javier Reyes, who is, by the way, our guest today? What is that? The intro. <laughs> what an intro. Hey, do you know what Earth Day is? Uh, no, I actually don't know what Earth Day is, which I don't know. Maybe that's a good microcosm of the problem, maybe? <laughs> that's I feel like it's coming up. I don't know. With global oh. warming just consuming, is it today? Is it no, so, okay. So remember when you said that, uh, why not call like Indiana, Ohio and all that, the Middle East? The Middle East. It's in the so, middle of the Eastern part of the United States. Okay. That's so all I got to say. This is, this is my blunder here. Earth Day is April 22nd. So like just not even okay. close. Just so yeah. far off. Every day should be Earth Day with global warming. the 20th part, right? I guess, right? Every day should be Earth Day, people. We got to take care of this planet. We don't need to go to Mars immediately with musk we can stay here yeah. make it a better place for all you know guys yeah some greenhouses um yeah. all right jack mcmullen peter apple javier reyes peter and i played gm with the san diego padres now we're gonna run our thoughts by javi we're also gonna see where the problems lie with the host of locked on padres there are likely some problems and javi you have probably spent the entirety of the offseason talking about said problems off the top what are like the three biggest problems power rank them all right, so three biggest power rank them. I'd say it starts, number one, it's the guy at first base. Um, I know that this is a bit that I keep for Lockdown Padres, but I've decided to take it with me everywhere cool. where I don't say his name. You guys can say his name. Um, I don't. It's just a Cosmo sucks. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, I'm trying, it's like kind of like Voldemort and Harry Potter. I'm trying not to give the name power like, so by just saying it, right? I don't want to, I don't want to let it, let it uh, be transferred everywhere. So, I'd say that would probably be number one because if you're able to not have him on the team and quite literally any other starting freshman in baseball, it's a better, it's better because I'm not saying he's the worst. I mean, he might be the worst, but it's just for the money that he's making 21 million next year. You guys went over this. It's kind of a disaster. Number two would probably be just overall depth, I, I think. And I know that that's like a really basic answer to have, but just a lack of a real roster flexibility um, and I think that we saw that last year with bringing guys like Jake Arrieta and Vincent Velasquez when guys went down. And th that's that's not a position you want to be in, man. You can't – they've traded a lot of players over the last couple seasons, and some have worked out, some haven't. But the biggest thing is they've traded more than they've acquired. So, therefore, if some of those guys don't hit, you don't have backup plans for them, right? right? right. And then I'd say number three, injury stuff, whether it be Fernando Tatis Jr.'s shoulder, which he apparently is not – Electing like to get surgery on, which is a little scary and that it could just flare up in any moment, whether it be you guys like Tommy Pham a little bit uh, with the whole situation before the season that started. And then you've got, you know, you Darvish who may or may not have been playing with a messed up back and what have you. And Blake Snell gets hurt at the end of the year. And then you have Mike Clevenger coming off of 
uh, his Tommy John surgery. And then, of course, the biggest one probably for the team right now is Denelson Lamette, who I know you guys talked about. I think he, that guy's a one. Like, I am so high on Denelson Lamette. I think that slider is like, I don't know, man. It's something out of a comic book. It is so good when he's on. The problem is that the way he throws and with the type of injuries he has, it just puts more strain on his hip and everything. And I just don't, I don't know whether or not this guy is going to be like a reliever for the rest of his career. It's really scary uh, what's going on with Lamette and then, of course, can I say a fourth is Mackenzie Gore? Can I just <laughs> yeah. say number four? Honorable <laughs> yeah. mention. Mackenzie Gore is like, I've never seen it in my life. And I know that I don't follow prospects as much as you guys, but I don't remember the last time someone went from best pitching prospect in baseball to three months later, he's in like the 70 range. And that's only the Padres luck, I guess you could say. So that would be my power rankings for the Padres problems right now. Pete, I think we should go one through four, like bit that's what by I was bit attack yeah. each, right? Because at least with Eric Hosmer, like, Javi, do you know what Eric Hosmer slugged last year? No, no, Pete, I don't. 215? <laughs> he slugged 395. Like, uh-huh. he just, yeah. and his launch angle dropped 5.4 degrees from just last year. That's this so drastic. Guy, that is incredibly mm-hmm. drastic. This is a guy who just barrels balls right into the ground. His barrel rate's fine. He's hitting the ball decently hard enough. It's just getting zero lift. And he's not even providing that defensive value over there at first base right now. I mean, Javi, I, I was arguing on, on the GM episode of the Padres that you could probably take away some of Tatis's errors because Eric Hosmer yeah. just isn't digging anything out of the dirt. I mean, you saw it. Yeah. I mean, you could probably take up a bunch of errors. There was a game, I be- I'm going to say it was against the Dodgers, where you guys have to look this up, where he, instead of like running to first base immediately to go get the out, and like have the player, he was like tracking the ball. It was from Hassan Kim, who was like playing in the outfield of shift, like kind of like a receiver. Like he was the receiver waiting for the ball instead of getting to where you have to go. That way the guy's out. There was some phenomenal moments and that wasn't like counted as an error. So that's my other thing is I don't think there's, I don't think that's necessarily the error stat. This is a great example of why it doesn't tell you the full story. Like there was probably like five more that I think he made this year that didn't show up. Like if you check baseball reference and then, you know, like I mentioned yesterday, because one of my favorite things to do is just find ways to slander the Padres first baseman on Twitter. Yeah. That Will Byers had two defensive runs saved in 2017 playing first base. And that's better than Hosmer's entire. Oh, dang. You it. said his uh, name. <laughs> no, I gave it power because I'm reading the tweet right now. So it threw me off. Uh, it's better than his uh, tenure as a Padre from 2018 to 2021, which is negative five. So uh, things, ah. things aren't going well, man. And I think that you're right. Like the Tatis error thing kind of annoys me. I'm just going to yeah. say it. Yeah. Everybody like shut up. He gets the more <laughs> balls than anybody else does. So if you can get to a ball that would have been a base exactly. for another shortstop, but it might hit off his glove, but he yeah, got exactly. to that baseball. So, Where mean, was the slander at Corey Seager who just signed for $300 million? <laughs> His outs above average is worse. Oh, I don't well, see hey, that. No. Unbelievable. Tatis already got his bag, though. Think about that. that Tatis already got 341. Or 340. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> 340. Lindor is 341. Yeah. <laughs> they got, got a bag too. I mean, all these guys, they're just getting bags. But okay. So, Javi. Yeah. I proposed a trade for Eric yeah. Um yeah. It didn't go over too well. Just baseball chat. Um, <laughs> Aram hated it and didn't give me a ton of reason why. Um, I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll get into it in a minute. You also just. You just shout that it was terrible, but no one's telling me why it's terrible. Who would say no? I didn't say anything reason? for the record. I was taking a nap. All right. <laughs> I think I don't think I said anything. There is, you're at on the nap. Trade. 
<laughs> if we if the Padres and AJ Preller sent yeah. away your boy Eric Hosmer and his 13 yeah. million, you know, the other team has to eat a good portion of that contract, but they package him with Luis Campusano, probably mm-hmm. their best catching prospect. But they do already have, and you know, say what you want about him, but they do have Jorge Alfaro, they have Victor Caratini, and they have Austin Nola. So they have an mm-hmm. influx of catchers. So they technically could afford to give away Luis Campusano with Eric Cosmer, package it in a trade for Jeter Downs, mm-hmm. a second baseman slash shortstop prospect who can kind of play all over for the Boston Red Sox. Now, you mm-hmm. tell me why that's so terrible and why I'm the biggest idiot for even thinking about it. And Jack, you're laughing yeah. too. Ratio. And, yeah. Well, <laughs> ratio him. Ratio him. If it's such um, a bad trade, tell me why. So I have multiple reactions. First of all, I want to congratulate you for not laughing at all when you said Jorge Alfaro, who was just like one of the most cursed names in uh, just baseball speed. chat history. Because of his speed. He's 75th because of the speed. people, And he's a utility guy. People he's forget. a burner. Yeah. He, he sure is. Just the way I could, you know, host multiple podcasts, uh, nine podcasts a day, apparently. No, I mean, it's just, I, I hate that with the Alfaro thing. It's like, oh, he could play left field. Yeah, because they put him there. That doesn't mean he can yeah. play it. Like, <laughs> right. So that happened. But my second reaction is first of all i don't think people you, you deserve flack for that because bottom line is no matter what if you get rid of the padres first baseman he is is going to be a trade that isn't actually like helping the padres with a return like that's where we are is that you have to attach a prospect to him um so i don't think that that deserves hate and i think that other people that are dreaming of like no teams really no like i don't think any team in baseball is going to do that but i'll get to that in one second i have my own trade proposal um, and then the third thing, I think the problem is Campizano is a lot is like one of their most valuable guys out of the ones that they have because I mean they have four the Nola thing they have four know, good ones. Javi, what the are we Campizano thing is scary because that guy looks really good in AAA. He just hits well, hits better than most catchers oh, in the sure. minors, from my understanding. Yes, and then Alfaro, I'm like whatever. Caratini, whatever. I mean, he's Puerto Rican, so I, I got love for him, and he's Darvish, his personal catcher. Remember the walk-up? And Austin Nola. Cincinnati? Yeah. Like, yo, dude, it was amazing. Sick. Into a yeah. sea of San Diegans. <laughs> um, Austin Nola has played, like, 56 games for the Padres ever since they they traded Ty France for him. Um, <laughs> I love the nice. breath. That hurt. That, that, that hurt. That hurt a lot. <laughs> that hurt a lot, man. I believe he had the best fielding percentage of baseball uh, at, at first base. Um, so that would really hurt. But I think that I just don't see Nola as a long-term guy. And I see that, like, you know, I know this, you can't do this. But in theory, if the Padres system was a little bit, had more depth and they hadn't made all those trades, I think that before you could actually argue that the C.J. Abrams was a little tiny bit more expendable only because you had Cronenworth, you had Tatis coming off of a great defensive season, by the way. And then you say, we have all this other stuff. Gore is still a top pitching prospect. We have Hassel. I could have seen it now. I think he, he's very untradeable, obviously. But I think before, like, Campizano, I don't know, man. He just seems like the catcher of the future. I know he had some legal trouble, which we got into in the chat. And then the last thing, man, before, actually, Jack, you go ahead. It sounds like you really had a no, no, no. I was it. just going to say um, the, the reason that I was laughing at, at Pete when you were <laughs> saying that was because like, I agree with you. And I think we wore that flack together. Um, I feel yeah. like I wore it by myself. I was just sitting here wearing. It's not a bad trade. I was it's like a bad trade, but it the makes shit sense. out of you. Didn't, yeah. didn't you send in the group <laughs> chat? You were like, Peter made these trades, send all criticism to him. Okay. So deferring <laughs> slander, deferring slander 
is totally <laughs> different than siding against you. I just defer okay, to you. That's because, such a middle of the line thing. Yeah, I don't have to take a side. You made the trade. I don't have to do shit. Um, I'm the only one that takes a side on this goddamn show. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a politician. I'm running yeah. independent. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say I agree with you, Javi. Like, if you are going to get Hosmer off the books, I said this on Tuesday, you have to objectively lose the trade. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. And the Padres, I, I sent this in the in the chat too. I've never seen somebody decimate something like AJ Preller decimated mm. the Padres farm system. Yeah. Because you've got one through four and all four of those guys are top 60 guys. I think, I think Gore is still a top 60 guy, which is crazy because mm. he was top 10 last year. Um, but after those four, like you could argue that five would be like 25 in the Mariners system. Like it's so yeah. bad. There's such a mm-hmm. drop off there. All right. So like, like Ethan Elliott. You're not a fan of Ethan Elliott. I love Ethan Elliott. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Ethan Elliott. And is he a top 20 prospect in the Mariner system when you have Kirby and Hancock and Isaiah Campbell yeah. in front of him? And Brash no. and everybody and who right. and so many dudes. Okay. It's, it's so rough. we know we know the top four prospects, right? So we know that we're gonna have to package one of those, one of these guys. Yeah. CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel, or Luis Campusano. So Javi and Jack, I mean, both of you guys have been working in this Padre stuff. Who would you send away with Eric Hosmer if you could decide? They all hurt. They, they all hurt. hurt because Hassel is a position that they, I'd say Hassel and Campion are both positions that they might need. In fairness, like you said, they do have catching depth, even if it isn't necessarily good. Or Hassel, it's like you have Myers coming off the books next year, which is a little bit of a good thing. He hasn't been terrible, but you know, at least he's, he's an expanding, he's an expiring contract. And then in left field, they don't have anybody currently whether or not they bring back fam or they sign somebody else, which is not my number one thing, by the way, yeah, I don't want them to go crazy. I don't want them to sign Castellanos to a seven year deal. I just think that that would like, just put them in another arm bar and make it even harder to maneuver their, yes. their roster in the future, especially with Musgrove becoming a free agent who I know you guys suggested. Unfortunately, I think correctly that that could be a play. If they're under 500 by like eight games and you look at Musgrove, who's having a great season, I could see it, man. I could see you trade him to a contender. You get that Max Scherzer-esque deal. Nobody yell at me in the comments. Um, oh, and then you will. retool. But you look at that, you say, Hassel, I mean, what if he's just this high floor, solid outfielder guy who's going to hit maybe like 260 and then give you decent power and play a good glove? Like, they could really use that, especially having that control for a while. But yeah. my number one thing, my friend, my friend, my number one thing is, I'm making my pitch. The Kansas City Royals. You know that song, I'm Coming Home? Wouldn't uh, you Kanye, just love hearing it? <laughs> no, Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Skylar Gray. Just, right? I can see it right now. I'm coming home. It. Kansas coming City Royals home. fans, you know, I'm coming home. Or Homecoming Padres by first Kanye baseman. and Chris Martin. Oh, yeah, or Homecoming by... Or just, the Kevin, Kevin Durant I think it would be beautiful. Yeah. I think it'd be beautiful. You send him back there. He won a World Series. He's got the leadership skills. You know that. He hits the ball harder than most players in the league. That is true. I'm not lying about anything I'd say. And he, he's just going to be there for you. You're rebuilding. He's going to be a mentor. I, I just say we send, we send him over, and maybe you give us back a, I don't know, Maybe Bobby like a, a Nicky Lopez. Why not? Bobby Witt Jr. Call it, call it a fair trade. Straight yeah. up Hosmer for Bobby Witt. Lock yeah. it up. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Nicky Lopez. But also, if, if if you're feeling like, you know, if you really want to get 100% on your dollar return, Kansas City, like, I'm just saying, like, it's great. You saw LeBron James, 
right? You, he goes back home. You know what I'm saying? Don't you compare see, this to LeBron. <laughs> don't do that. Did don't you do just, that. Did you just say Nicky Lopez as like the guy coming back, even in that trade? Like, where, are you, where would you No, put? the Padres first baseman going back to Kansas City. That would be like, I think that that's been a really positive change in sports lately is that you see all these guys that go back to their hometown. You have LeBron James, like I said before. You had, you almost for a second, I think you almost had Kevin Durant. You had uh, Gordon Hayward to the weird Boston fans. Gordon um, you have all these people. <laughs> it's the third <laughs> name just... you think about. <laughs> yeah, Gordon Hayward didn't even go and, home. He, yeah, he would have yeah. gone to the Pacers if he was going home. No, I know. I'm just saying. Let's just you say know, there's there's an. He's an been to Boston. To he's Boston been to the airport. Fans, I think. <laughs> Logan. Yeah. Um, but like that. That's my pitch, Kansas City. And I know. I know it's tempting. And I know you guys are just absolutely on the edge of contention. Like you're right there. So my thing is bring in the experience. He's done it before. It would make the fans go nuts. And I think you would have a great, great, great time. I'm totally sincere about this. Give me six years of Nick Prado at first base over the gross shit that you're going to get with Hosmer at first base. <laughs> Eight days what are you a talking week. talking about, man? Yeah, literally every day of the week. Give me Nick uh, Prado over Eric Hosmer. Hey, I, I've got a Hosmer comp for you before we move on. I texted Javi this. I think Eric Hosmer and Andy Dalton are the same person. <laughs> Super nice guy. Like came in. It's like, okay, yeah, like you're a leader. And then every time you watch him every day, if you're Hosmer every week, if you're Dalton, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, get off my screen. Oh my God. I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. Big cat. Yeah. Big cat kind of compared it perfectly. It was like uh, the idea of Kirk cousins. Like you just hate him, but you don't like, you didn't do anything wrong. And he shows up to practice. He's a nice guy, but you just don't want to like him. That's, I don't know. The plexiglass thing was kind of weird. <laughs> Kirk's got some flaws. I I do think, though, that just to, to talk about the Padres first baseman for a second, I think that the fans, it's more than like, it's more than just the rough play. It's more than the contract. It's It's kind of, and I talked about this on my show where, I think it's a mixture of these little moments, right? So you, I think I've mentioned this in the chat before where like Will Myers has been thrown in trade rumors for like six years, literally ever since he signed with the Padres. And you never really got these moments other than when he was on Twitch and he badmouthed Andy Green. Like you haven't really had these moments where it seemed like he was outwardly complaining. Then the Padres first baseman this year at the deadline when it was kind of being rumored, he like really snapped back at a reporter. Was it a little bit of a weird question? My guy, uh, Jeff Sanders uh, from San Diego Tribune was a little bit weird way to phrase it. Maybe, but he just like kind of barked back. And I was like, this is like the first time you've ever been in this scenario. So I thought that that was a little bit much. And then it's a combination of things where, so this team's falling apart, yet we never from him if he's allegedly this great clubhouse leader guy, which I think we've all heard that he really is. I don't doubt that. I bet he is a really, like really great. And a lot of players have said the same thing but you don't see him speak to the media like in a big profound way that Musgrove was doing more of that. And I'm saying Manny Machado on the field as they had the fight with Tatis did more of that than we saw from the Padres guy. Yeah. And then the last thing is it's, I think it's a media thing and I hate being that dude. Cause I want to punch these people in the face half the time who are like the media, the media. Like, it's just like, all right, like, can you be a little bit more nuanced with your opinion and just set of uh, blaming? Hey, Javi, real quick. Can you do the arm thing it. one more time that you just did? With the media? <laughs> you look like the, you look like the thing outside of the car dealerships, the inflatable <laughs> thing that's flying around. Um, but with that, it's like, I remember reading a piece from uh, what's his name from Kevin AC of the San Diego Tribune last year, where he's kind of interviewing coaches who are talking about like, he's really embraced. Like it's implying he's embraced this new way. He's embraced launch angle. And it's almost like 
people have this sense that they're always covering for him because he's a nice guy. And I think that's where all the buildup is. Hey, where we're like, he just fleeced us. You tell me a launch angle of like 15 and now it's like two or whatever the heck it was. Like you just, it, it really, I think that that's the problem is that he's never been rightfully criticized until this year in a really profound way. You just mentioned two beat writers, both with the San Diego Union Tribune, Jeff Sanders, Kevin AC. Those two are phenomenal. Dennis Lynn, the Padres beat writer for The Athletic, also phenomenal. I think the Padres have exceptional coverage. And getting to read them all mm-hmm. summer long was very fun for me. Mm-hmm. I like that stuff. I'm sure you love constantly reading their stuff. Absolutely. And, and AC, I've had on my podcast before. He's great. A great writer, I think. He gets a little bit of flack on Padres Twitter because he might not be the first one to scoops. These days, I don't care about scoops. Let me be clear. I care about scoops, but that's not my number one reason. I just like good writers these days, and AC's yeah. phenomenal, I think, in a lot of ways. His piece on Chris Paddock heading into last season was great when he went to his hometown. That was really great. I recommend everyone look at that up. Um, who we who we somehow haven't talked about him. That's another thing. Like Chris Paddock was like a rookie of the year guy, and now all of a sudden it's like, Whatever. We've been really bashing my team on this podcast. We <laughs> it's it's kind of rough, man. We have, but on then on the other side, when we talk about depth, starting pitching, is you guys have one of the deepest starting rotations in baseball. It may not be, you may not have the Jacob DeGrom at the top, but yeah. you have four potential ones in you, Darvish, mm-hmm. Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Mike Clevenger, Chris mm-hmm. Paddock, Denilson Lamette. Mm-hmm. That is one exactly. Of the, I mean, that's crazy. So when we're talking about depth, I assume you're talking about on offense. Yeah, on offense would be would be the issue with them. And obviously a little bit of depth in the rotation, just the sense that they weren't able to recover last year when yeah. those guys got hurt, even if it was a little bit of bad injury luck. But I think that's my thing is all the pods fans sometimes are in my mentions. Like we got to go get us and get an ace, which I've mentioned in the group chat many times. My favorite thing that baseball fans do is one that's like, what do you think the team needs? We need an ace. It's like, yeah, like no other team in baseball needs an ace. Right. So I did like a the really Mets could use another kind of, ace. Yeah. The Mets could use another ace. Right. Like it's unless you're like the angels, I really don't want to hear that because it's just not, not the to be a snob or anything. It's not very. One creative right you're just saying we need a great starting pitcher maybe you need like a a c-list starting pitcher i think that's where the padres are just a guy who could eat up innings if they need it to because otherwise i look at their rotation i did a piece about this on the site uh, a few months ago where i kind of categorized them and like this the defcon two or whatever which is the second not worst one is it two or is it three you know what i mean like is four the worst or is one the worst i think four is the worst so i put them on like defcon two for needing a starting pitcher and my feeling is just kind of would it surprise you if any of those guys, Peter, that you mentioned, like really are good this year? There are a lot of teams that are in worse positions. And with the Padres, it's like Ruben Yebla, who they brought over from Cleveland, who's been working wonders over there for that team for years. Maybe he can figure out how to make Chris Paddock a decent pitcher. He doesn't have to be a star or anything like that, but maybe he goes to the bullpen, maybe this and that. Maybe you get something out of um, Mackenzie Gore this year. I just think there's so many question marks versus other teams where it's like, yeah, uh, uh, LA, you're not getting anything out of Andrew Heaney, for example. Like it's, it's, this isn't a hopeless rotation. And so, I don't think it would shock me if it goes either way. So we've gone over, we've gone over, over the rotation and we were debating between Weathers, Lamette. Mm-hmm. Paddock, even possibly just saying, all right, Mackenzie Gore, 2022 is yours. Prove it now. You've done enough in the minor leagues. Let's get it rolling. So 
if we're talking April 6th or whenever that fifth spot comes up in the rotation is, who's the five starter? That's the question. I think spring training, which is usually uh, dance around reaction. The fifth. Yeah, it's overreaction theater. Can I pitch this real quick? Can I pitch this real quick? Go for it. Open tryout first three times through the starting <laughs> rotation. Five You're spot right. occupied by Chris Paddock the first time, Ryan Weathers the second time, Mackenzie Gore the third time, and then the best start wins. It's like Agreed. the Hydra game. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the scene in the dark night when he's like, we're going to have tryouts <laughs> it's like make it fast <laughs> so that i mean that would be badass imagine if they came out and they're like yeah this is the deal first three starts decides <laughs> decides the rotation spot and everyone's like what the shit just happened if there's this one general bad. manager who would do that it might be preller if there's <laughs> one in baseball that might be probably it might be one of those things like on behind the scenes they're thinking about but look overreaction theater is what spring training is all about i honestly think that we could see that I really think the Padres free trading is going to matter a whole lot, uh, depending on how everything shakes up, obviously, with the, the lockout. Like, I really think it might matter if Gore comes out there and they're like, whoa, he looks great. Then he might have that fifth spot and they might put Weathers in the bullpen. He might be on the bench piece or whatever. and Or they may designate him for assignment. I don't know. I don't know how many um times I still have left on him, to be honest. But that's what I could say. Okay, so you, your C-list starter, situational starter, could <laughs> be there. I think it's internal. I think what the Padres need right now is like, to find the new Yusmero Petit who can throw mm-hmm. four innings in a blow up game or yeah. also like fill in with injury concerns. And I think Ryan Weathers can be that guy. I think Lamette yeah. can also be that guy. And you immediately turn Lamette into 100 with a stupid slider. And it's like, mm-hmm. Yusmero who I, I think the answer is internal. I think so too. The more I think about it, unless you're just uh you're just thinking Ryan Weathers is, is, is no good and you're just out completely. Why do people not like him? He was really bad in the second half. His ERA jumps from like 2-2 two, two to 5-6 in like six yeah, starts. I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, in six starts, he just <laughs> oh hasn't had the opportunity to go, you know have a full season. I mean, this is a guy mm-hmm. who got shot up to the major leagues immediately because he already had big league ready stuff. He was a high school pick mm. in 2018, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. He's 21, yeah. isn't he? I think so. 21 yeah. or 22. Well, the Padres also did Gore bring in Nick Martinez. So that's another one. That was one of their big signings. So I don't know exactly how that's going to play out to it. Maybe Nick Martinez is a guy that they plan on having go out there for some innings. I don't – and shouts to the Pods fans in my YouTube comments who were yelling at me for not – for thinking that he was not great despite – not being great in Major League Baseball when he was in Major League Baseball. So, again, the Pods fans are rabid right now. Let me just – you want me to – here's here it is. You know they're the team hashtags where it's yeah. like, uh, you know, whatever. The Padres was hungry for more, which is right. reference to the eat, eat the whole cake and everything and, that they had last year. The Padres fans turned it into thirsty for more a couple weeks ago and just started posting thirst traps on Padres Twitter. It was wild. I just – He would do great in that, actually. Peter would do <laughs> yes, exceptionally would. well in the thirst trap Twitter game. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about it. I just see all these tic tackers. You know, they're just like posting a sound. They're just like, you should do that. And I'm like, that's getting millions of likes. <laughs> like, I'm like half as attractive as some of them. If I could get half the amount of engagement, I'll take or, that. Go ahead. Now, Let's Pete. lower it to go 40%, ahead, man. <laughs> you guys just gave me the call, but then you take it right back. I was going half. No, you know what? I'll up it to 60 because I like Thank it. You. Thank you. <laughs> 
but let's let's talk about the outfield. Okay. Let's talk about the outfield because I proposed they well after I proposed they trade away Eric Hosmer. I think a great guy to just slot right back at first base if you don't want to move the crone zone over to first is he sign Anthony Rizzo. What does Eric Hosmer do that Anthony Rizzo can't do but better? And I think you're not going to have to pay Anthony Rizzo as much as you're paying Eric Hosmer right now. I mean, Eric Hosmer is making around 13 million. Do we think that Rizzo is going to get north of 13 million if he signs a three? He might. He might get more than that, but it's not going to be that much more than that. And then, go ahead, Jack. I was going to say Rizzo is also a lot better than Hosmer. Yeah, I mean, you're like just so for much a better player. And if it's two million more per year, I mean, and it's the F leadership that off the salary still high F though. leadership. F yeah, leadership. Yeah, F L E A D. F led. F lead. I like. Um, I actually like B lead. B lead. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Difference in defensive <laughs> metrics. I like it. Um, so then I have them signing Seiya Suzuki because I think that could kind of be that lottery ticket that you're not you're not getting yourself locked into a long term contract with Nick Castellanos, but possibly. And from what we've seen, Seiya Suzuki could put up similar type of offensive numbers to Nick Castellanos, maybe not in 2021 when Castellanos, you know, hit the crap out of the ball with the Reds at Great American Ballpark where it's easy to hit. You move over to Petco, maybe it's not as much. But Seiya Suzuki, I feel it could be a great player that could end up being phenomenal or maybe not so much, but it's kind of that lottery ticket pick for me. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I'm not as familiar with Suzuki, not going to lie. I have to start reading up on him, but, you know, hey, I do know one thing, though, is that people were excited when the Padres took the lottery ticket on Hassan Kim. And that guy could not hit. He pulled this everything. Not the same elite guy. Elite fielder. Not the same. Elite fielder. Like genuinely elite fielder, which is what made him stay in the lineup a lot of the times. But just as a hitter, I was watching that guy and I was like, oh my God. He, like this, he looks like a guy that needed a couple, like maybe a season yeah. in minor leagues. Yeah, he, he really did. Well. He was not able to, to catch up to the fast stuff and he was just pulling everything. I think he had a pull rate of like 50%, maybe. I don't know. I, it was it was something bad though. Um, So I don't know, but I could see it. I just... <sighs> It's, it's hard because every time I think about how much money the Padres could spend, I then think about the Musgrove situation. Then I think about, well, they're trapped with the guy at first base. And all right, maybe we'll clear up some after Will Myers leaves, but how much is being left out? And before the fans just start saying, we'll spend more. I'm like, well, in fairness, they are spending a lot. Yes, you could always spend more. But in fairness, the Padres do have a really, really big. Um, Fourth highest payroll. Roster. Yeah, like it's not like they're not doing anything. This isn't Cleveland. This isn't Tampa. This isn't, you know, Oakland, certainly not Oakland, which once they start being contenders, they're like, no, we're done now. Oakland. No spending. <laughs> That's the Oakland A's for you. That's the problem with baseball right there. Right. Um, so I really don't think I think that Peter Sadler and ownership has been really great in that respect. Um, in a lot of ways, sure, sure. I have some criticisms, especially with the minor league system, but that's kind of the case with every team. Um, I could see it, though. I could see it, though. I'm nervous, man. My big one that I've been pining for is Michael Conforto. Because I'm wondering if you could maybe get him on that like prove it deal where it's like two years or a year and then he knows he's better than what he was last year and then he makes bank the way Marcus Simeon did or at least on that kind of level because that's what Marcus Simeon did. He signed a one year 18 mil with Toronto and now he's the the savior of Texas apparently so maybe they could do something like that because I just think Conforto like I really just think he had an unlucky year in a lot of ways. So I pitched Conforto on Tuesday. And mm -hmm. I, I think Conforto would be perfect there. And I also think that Conforto falls more along the Simeon side of the pendulum than Rodon. But Rodon mm -hmm. was non-tendered and he got a one-year prove-it deal and now he's going to go make $100 million. So right. like 
I think Conforto is there, right? Like Conforto is, let's give you a one-year deal with a player option. Make it easy. You can pay him just a teensy bit less if you give him a player option, like an opt-out after the first year. And then if he's great, then see ya. And hopefully you've got Hassel or Abrams ready to come up and go in center. And you can move Grisham to right or put Hassel in right. And you can keep Grisham in center. Jack, I love the idea. I'm just, when I hear one year, maybe with an option, you know, two-year deal, I'm kind of thinking Conforto is baseball's worst kept secret. Like he is not the guy that people are looking at for a prove it deal. I feel like people want him on a three-year deal so they can maximize on maybe his lower value right now. Because I think we're all in the same boat that Conforto is going to go right back to being a 135 WRC plus hitter and one of the better outfielders in baseball. Don't, it, but it's, then again, it's different than Trevor's story where we aren't. That's what I would have really thought sure. with Marcus Simeon. Yeah, that's my thing. I would have thought that with Marcus Simeon. But he was like third we? in the MVP voting. I you know what like, I mean? And then he had I one. Know, but like I feel like ev- and that was after it. everyone to 2020, everyone kind of thought, all right, now we're going back down to earth. I feel like people are jumping on the Marcus Simeon train and be like, look, we all called it. But I don't think back then, a year ago or so, people were like, oh, yeah, Marcus Simeon's going to be right back up. Was that 2019 just the best season he'll ever have? I I personally think people were looking at that and saying, man, it was just such a down year, but every year before that he got increasingly better. Maybe that's just me though. I I I know what you're saying. It's easier. Hindsight's 2020, but yeah. I agree with both of you because like Conforto, everybody likes Conforto. Everybody that I've talked to is like, I love Conforto. I like, I'd also give him a bunch of years. (laughs) Right. So like if, if everybody likes Conforto, then why are we sitting here saying one year deal? It's probably because nothing has happened. So naturally like in our lifetime, we have never had a moment where nothing has happened for this long. So we're just like, Oh, like there's gotta be some holdout here. No, like (laughs) just nothing can happen. Like nothing has been able to happen for the last two months. Maybe people are thinking, Oh, the Mets snuck Marcana for a two-year deal. So maybe that's like, you know, what they people might have expected for Conforto. I don't know. Maybe it's just wishful thinking the way I was, you know, trading the Padres guy to, to Kansas City out of work coming home type of thing. So maybe maybe it's just wishful thinking. So what was um so we have depth, we have um Mackenzie Gore. Who who are some of the other um areas of need that you thought we have to touch on? So it was depth, it was Mackenzie Gore. It was the Padres' first baseman. Yeah. Where was the honorable thing? mention? There was one more. The honorable mention was Gore. Was Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, yeah, we're missing three. We all forgot. <laughs> How did that happen? No way we all <laughs> forgot. Health. Health was three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There Health we go. was three. Uh, how do you solve that? It, voodoo, <laughs> voodoo medicine? Like witch doctors? It's, how do you do that? It's weird because this keeps being a problem with the Padres, right? And and here's another thing, by the way. Adrian Morejon heading into the year was like an Gosh. interesting piece. And then he tore his ACL. Loved it. Right. So then, or tore something. You got Tommy John surgery. There we go. Yeah. There we go. UCL, ACL, MCL. Yeah. All CLs, <laughs> all collateral ligaments. And it's like Denelson Lament. And then this is the thing is people don't trust the Padres. Like it's either they're cursed a la like San Diego chargers from a year's past, or hey, even the Yankees to a degree have been cursed with injuries. The Mets a little bit. Um, mm. Sorry about right. that. Almost died. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just talking about this got me scared. Right? Yeah. Um, and then you look at with, with the Padres, you're thinking, what the heck? I still remember when these people came out and said, all systems go. And Lamette went one inning and then he was pulled. And I was like, excuse me? So people just don't trust this team. 
they trade for Mike Clevenger, then he has to get Tommy John surgery. They're like, and then it was in the postseason, by the way, which Dodgers fans like to conveniently act like didn't play a role in why they swept the Padres. Um, he, they're like, oh, it's just he, he needs a scope. He's got bone chips. Tommy John surgery a week later. And then with Lamette, we never really got a full thing. And all of a sudden, he just looks like this guy that can't really – he just doesn't have it anymore. He's always constantly hurt. Chris Paddock getting banged up. Adrian Monahone getting banged up. Whatever the heck happened with Mackenzie Gore. So that thing is just like a, a lack of trust right now between Padres, Brass, and their fans. I'm hoping they can figure it out. Um, maybe the firing of their farm director had a little bit of something to do with that, especially with Mackenzie Gore, which I know you were – uh, had some opinions on Jack where it's like, how are you firing the guy? Because you traded all the pieces. So how, why are you firing him? So uh, I don't know, man, but yeah, any voodoo magic is appreciated. Of course. Yeah. Pete, you, you offer your thoughts here while I hunt down this text of Mackenzie Gore's high school stats, because if you're getting canned because of Mackenzie Gore, I'll go down with that ship any day of the week, twice. Oh, no, doubt. no doubt. And Arm posted on Twitter. It was, uh, it was this at bat against Lars Newbar. He went 94 up in the zone. He went 86 mile an hour slider. Then he went 87 mile an hour slider and sat down a big leaguer on three pitches. Like that's the kind of pitcher that we're looking at here. People didn't throw Clayton Kershaw comparisons to Mackenzie Gore lightly. If you go watch Mackenzie Gore, he reminds you a lot of him. Reminds me of Max Freed as well. This could be a potential one. So because that Mackenzie Gore can't find the zone right now, you're going to fire somebody, especially it's not like he's 24. He's at 25 and we haven't been dealing with this for years and years. This is still recent. He's still a high school pick. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I think it's a two thing approach. Sam Ganey was the farm director and I'm, I'm not going to go too far into the weeds. Sam Ganey now gone uh, well-respected among other major league clubs. I think he signed on with another organization. Um, so Sam Ganey has gone. If, it's because of Mackenzie Gore. The Padres drafted Gore third overall after Gore won Gatorade National Player of the Year. His it junior year of high school, he was 12 and one with a 0.08 ERA and 174 strikeouts in 88 and a third innings. He won a state title. His senior year, Mackenzie his Gore. Junior year. Junior year. <laughs> his senior year, which is obviously when you're supposed to take a step back from that, he was 11 and 0 with an astronomically high 0.19 ERA. He had 158 punch outs and five walks, and he won a second state title. I'm, I'm going down with that ship every single day of the week. He looked the part, and a reminder, in 2019, he was the best pitcher on the planet, not in Major League Baseball. This guy yeah. was shredding through the minor leagues. That's why he was the top pitching prospect in baseball. Now, if you're going to can him because of depth, I want to paint this scenario. If you work an office job, you are asked to do five projects by the end of the week. You do all five projects. And then your boss walks over and puts the projects through a paper shredder and says, where are those five projects? (laughs) That's what Sam Ganey was dealing with. They developed the best farm system in baseball. They traded it all away for Clevenger, Snell, everybody else. And then if AJ Preller's saying, where are my prospects? If I'm gaining, I'm like, you just fucking traded them all away. They're all in Cleveland and Tampa Bay. That's what happened. My only counter, the only thing that makes sense that could defend that move 
is if it's entirely based on being upset about something that went wrong with Mackenzie Gordon's development. It's the only thing that like would make sense. But again, Daddy Preller, who at one point I was begging to kill me in increasingly violent ways as much as possible. Yeah, he's he's on like Padres fans hot seat. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, I mean, why did you do that? You know what I mean? Now, in fairness, that athletic piece came out, which kind of detailed a lot of the Padres stuff. There were people that still were standing by him. This wasn't the guy over in Colorado where that whole piece was just like, yeah, this guy like is playing fantasy baseball and like never talks to players and nobody likes him with probably it was some people being like he's too hands on. And then other people were like, "Uh, I mean, a little bit. So it went a little bit back and forth. So the hope is that at least there might be some semblance of a plan here, unlike Colorado. But then again. I may have just dug myself in a trap by saying that at least they're better than Colorado. That, that just clicked in my mind, though. It wasn't Colorado. It was Seattle. Jerry DePoto is who they were writing about. DePoto, after mm. they traded Graveman for, um, you know, Graveman right, of the Astros too. and then got mm-hmm. Diego Castillo because DePoto, like, just fires from the hip a lot like Preller. Um, obviously, yeah, it worked for Seattle. People are sleeping on Seattle. DePoto's working in the dark. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to come out here and say that DePoto is this phenomenal GM. But I wouldn't bash him right now. He knows what he's doing. No, I mean, hey, he a made a spot. trade in a hospital, right? Didn't yeah. he do that? I think so. It was oh, like, oh, huge. Yeah. did you ever see that photo? I, Javi, I don't know how big of a college football guy you are, but mm. um, Syracuse football played Liberty to open the 2019 season, I want to say. And Hugh Freeze coached the game from a hospital bed on like the second floor. Um, you don't remember this, Pete? No. Hugh I mean, Freeze. I remember I remember somewhat. I didn't know it was hospital bed, though. Yeah, yeah. He had... Uh, he, he had something. I think he had surgery beforehand and uh, he was not good enough to, he was still bedridden and he wanted to coach the game. So they put him in one of the luxury suites on the second level of the stadium. That's and so he cool. coached the game from a house, from a hospital that bed there. And he did like a post game interview from there. That's so cool. So that's DePoto just firing off moves. All right. I have, I have a question for the both of you. Javi, I want to start with you. Go for it. Go for it. I'm ready. Rank these four pitchers. Chris Paddock, Mackenzie Gore, Denelson Lamette, and Ryan Weathers. Rank them. Who you want for 2022? Lamette. Number one. Gore. Number two. Weathers, Paddock. Same. That's how I'm feeling. Ditto. That's how I feel. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get a video. I think of that. I, I think I'd go Weathers over Gore right now, just right now. Yeah, yeah. Like if if just right now, it's just that like if you told me I had to keep one, lament thing is all health. Gore is like health, a little bit of health, but mostly just mechanics and stuff. It's just I'm just going by upside. You know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. go by upside here and yeah. say, in fairness, Paddock, like bro, that fastball is straighter than like the equator line. Like that thing, <laughs> it just does not have enough drop. And I'm not, I mean, I know that it's a fastball and like, that's kind of what happens with fastballs, but it's like bad sometimes. And what scares me the most is yes, he started developing the curveball, but now the changeup, which was his best pitch was very, very hittable. Last year. Not, not like atrocious or anything like that. You know what I mean? But it was like, oh no, your wipeout pitch now. So yeah, you added another thing, but now your original weapon of mass destruction is becoming more hittable. That worries me a lot and people hit him hard too. So He's just one of those guys where I'm like, maybe he's a bullpen dude. And that, that and the, by the way, that's fine. That would be a win because I think he could be great in the bullpen. But yeah. uh, I think that just in terms of right now, give me, give me Lamette, man. I'm, I'm still doing it. I know I'm worried about the health and whatnot, but when he was on, dude, 
he was like, there was four separate times when he almost threw a no hitter for this team. Like he's just, he's that, that good. And I think people are forgetting that again, if they have the two of their guys healthy with Clevenger and Lament in the playoffs, like Dodgers fans, shut up. You guys choke every year in the playoffs. Like who says you wouldn't have choked again there? So that's all I'm saying. And do you think, I think Lam- that is reason to be excited. Do you think Lamette is better than Darvish? When he's healthy, and yeah. On? Yeah, me too. Yeah. When he's healthy, yeah. Darvish is, I don't know how much to put into the sticky thing. I don't know because he was hurt. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, like it's awfully convenient that you were this bad ever since then. Yeah. He needs to, Wasn't he it needs back to tone down his repertoire a little bit. It was a lower back thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lower back thing. Tightness. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, I think uh, <laughs> he said tightness. Um, back I think, tightness, um, not a strain, not anything. Tightness I think, for three um, months. And I'm supposed to think, no, it wasn't sticky stuff. It was just injuries for three months while you had a 7-7-9 ERA at the back half. Of he the might season. be his own worst enemy, too. I love watching him pitch. I think everyone does. But at the same time, that massive repertoire, should he be focusing more in on like four That's or three pitches it. instead of seven? And the, the supreme. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the hell out of that stuff when he's like, yeah, it's a curveball with spin that becomes a fastball at the last two seconds. We call it the supreme. I throw it to yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. I like it that you're concocting uh, new pitches the way Jimmy Neutron comes up with a new invention every episode, right? Like, I really do enjoy it. But at the same time, I'm like, look what happened with Snell, man. He just focused on his two pitches. And now everybody, including Colby Olson, director of analytics at Just Baseball, loves him for next year. I think that that says yeah. a lot. So Darvish... Home, get the mechanics down. Maybe Ruben Nabla, he can work up some magic being coming over from Cleveland. But uh, yeah, Darvish, Darvish worries me, but it also wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if he finishes this year. 3-4 ERA, 210 Ks. That really would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Pete, what else you got? Because I have three rapid fire questions to end the pod. I just, <laughs> I wanted to, um, I, I, my only last question is um, just constructing a wish list for the Padres. Uh, for the rest mm-hmm. of the off season, you know, who's, who's a free agent that Javi, you know, that you really want on the Padres. We already talked about that. You want Eric Hosmer gone, but is there anybody else you want gone? And just the ultimate wish list for the Padres for 2022. Yeah. I mean, basically everyone we mentioned before, um, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be like outwardly mad if they sounded inside Nick Castellanos. I would just be a lot more worried than Pretty I think a lot of other fans immediately would be um, Chris Bryant. Obviously would I be like, annoyed no i would i be a little bit worried just because of the amount that you're probably gonna have to give him sure obviously we talked about conforto and then um i'm gonna say it bring in brett gardner bring in my favorite player man <laughs> let's do it bring in you want clubhouse leadership <laughs> the guy who's banging the bat on the okay i was mostly kidding um but like uh i i don't really see any other thing maybe just get give me a couple relievers uh one-year deals maybe maybe i know you guys mentioned alex colome sure you know what I'm saying? I know some people were annoyed that they let Melanson walk. I get it. But at the same time, they did this last year. Maybe Robert Suarez, who throws really hard that they just acquired from, uh, where is it, the Nippon League? I forgot where they got him from off the top of my head. But maybe he could come in and be this wipeout closer. We'll have to see, especially until Pomerantz kind of recovers from injury. Um, just just bolster the depth a little bit. Don't spend too much. Don't get too crazy. Because I also would really like to bring Joe Musgrove back. I really would. I know that like they could trade him. It could become a possibility, but he's the native man. He threw the first no hitter in our franchise history. He's a great guy. I know multiple people who have talked to him. They did some features on him. Just keep him here, man. I like, I like cotton. Agile. Let's go Joe Musgrove. All right. We good for rapid fire. Rapid Let's do fire. it. 
I've got four now. I, I added one. Oh, man. Okay. Can I answer uh, two? Or is it just for a hobby? No, you can answer two. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Number one, assuming a full 162. Yeah. It sucks that we have to lead with that now with the labor thing going on right now. Like yeah. assuming mm-hmm. full 162. Mm-hmm. Win total for the 2022 San Diego Padres. Pete first, then Javi. No, Javi first. Javi first, then Pete. 88. 88. Wow. I was going to say 88 exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I bet Vegas is going to set the win total at like 93 Look, and a half or something. I crazy. will say. We took the under last year and freaking ripped. This season has, offseason has had vibes to me, very similar to how I felt when we were heading into 2020, where everyone was down on the Padres of how disappointing they were. They lose Fran Mill. They lose um, Hunter Renfro, which, you know, not it's just a different roster. But yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. This could be a sleeper team. Remember, guys, every year, the standings don't translate 100%. Did anybody think San Fran was going to be this good? No. Did anyone think that Seattle was going to be this good? No. What if the Padres are that team? I could see it. That's almost why I think this Padres win total is is so hard to guess. It's really hard. Because there's a team in their division that it's impossible to peg right now, the San Francisco Giants. Are they going to win 107 games next year? I mean, the Padres finished 79 and 83. That was a lot due to the fact that the Giants were so incredible. And then the Giants consistently beat down on the Padres. So depending on how, like if if we see another 100 plus win season from the Giants, I don't think we're getting above 85 wins here if we're the Padres. But if the Giants take a big step back, then we'll see the Padres go upwards of 90 games. Jack, what do you think the win total should be? Uh, 90. I think they missed the postseason, but 90. Do you think they finished third or second? Third. So you think the Giants are still better? Dodgers, San Fran, San Diego. Hmm. I think the Dodgers win north of 100. I think San Fran is in the 92 to 98 range, and I think San Diego is right at 90. I want to say the Padres are better than the Giants, but I'm just not going to be the guy to ever bet against San Francisco ever again because I. this is just – it, San Fran's giving me Tampa vibes where everyone is expecting a decline for some reason. <clears throat> Same thing for Tampa. The Tampa yeah. odds for – and then Yankees still second-best odds, not to roast your team or anything, people. No, they won't win it. They won't win it. Like, As constructed why, right now, they will not win the World Series. That's just a fact. Yeah, It's just like, why do you keep doubting the Tampa thing? And for me, it's a sign of, like, just nobody being excited to talk about, like, yeah. stars on that team. Tampa, give it a month. People will be like, oh, wait, yeah. Why was why wasn't this team had top five odds? This is yeah, wait, Yandi Diaz kind of hot. Um <laughs> all right. Uh that was that was a good question. One to rapid fire. That that was a rapid fire yeah, question. Yeah. That took about four minutes. <laughs> um, okay. Next one. Hopefully a little bit more rapid fire. Have you seen succession finale? No, go ahead. Uh, on episode well, seven. Don't ruin it. So, I just started. I'm wrapped in already, Javi. I do like it. All right. Rapid fire question two. Uh, are Don Orsillo and Mudcat Grant the best local yes. booth in baseball? Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't really yeah. think – I think some people have debated um, the guys in Seattle. I forgot who the other one people have brought up. Gary but, Keith and uh, Ron, yeah, the Mets the booth. Braden yeah. in Oakland is phenomenal. But it's I have rewatched – Orsillo is a literal legend. I have rewatched the Tatis. I did a piece over Just Baseball Top 10 Plays. I have rewatched Don Orsillo saying, and Tatis, he says, it's going out onto the yard. It's going out onto the track. I have replayed him shouting that at least a hundred times. So yes, absolutely the best. Okay. Fair. Uh, honorable mentions here. I'd say Gary Keith and Ron, the Mets booth. They're great. Um, they are exceptional. Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser in LA are awesome. 
got to give a shout out to my two Chicago boots, uh, John Shambi, Jim Deshays with the Cubs, Jason Benetti, Steve Stone with the White Sox. And then there was one more that was jumping to the forefront of my mind. Where are John Miller is. He's- uh, John Miller does Giants radio yeah. with Dave Fleming. That's the best radio booth. Uh, the, I was going to say the Giants TV, Dwayne Kuyper, Mike Kruko. Those guys are awesome. Okay, next one. I've got the 2008 San Diego Padres pulled up. They went 63 and 99. Javi, I want to see how many players you can name on this team. Okay. Khalil Green. Is he Khalil Green was the starting shortstop for this team. Okay. Is what's is is Trevor Time still on there? Because this is before I was a big Padres fan. Trevor Time? Oh, uh Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman. Yeah. Trevor Hoffman was. It was his age 40 season. Is Headley on that team? Was he good that year too? I think he was, right? He was fine. Chase Headley. Uh, Out of your Headley was on this team. Okay. So oh, so if Chase Headley's on there, then Adrian Gonzalez has to be on there, right? Adrian Gonzalez was on this team. Okay. Let me think. I got to think. I'm forgetting everything because I only started becoming a Padres fan like rather recently. Um, Is Jake Peavy on this team? Jake Peavy is is on this team. Come on. Derek Norris or is that more recent? Derek Norris is more recent. (sighs) Venable. Will Venable's on this team. Dude, what a name. Will Venable. Are you kidding me? That's a call right there. Everett is later. Everett Cabrera is later. Yeah. I think that's all I got. Mike Cameron got, is not on this scary. Team. Oh, I thought that was another hammer. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Let me go by pitchers now. Let me go by pitchers now. This has to be PV. It has to be PVs. On the yeah, yeah. PV. Peter okay. already said PV. Oh, he already did. Okay. And that might be all I got, man. That might be all I got. Okay. You want me to run through this? Absolutely. Nick Hundley. You got what? Adrian Gonzalez, Tadahito okay. Iguchi, Kevin Kuzminoff. <laughs> Jody Garrett, <laughs> Brian Giles, Scott Hairston, uh, Michael Barrett was on this team. Jim Edmonds oh. played 26 games for this team. And then pitching-wise, a 42-year-old Greg Maddox was on this team. Randy Wolf, Chris Young, Heath Bell. Um, People forget about Heath Bell. Wade LeBlanc. And that's about it. <laughs> okay. Was it cool? Isn't Chris Young one of the tallest baseball players ever? 6'10"? Yeah, he's also the GM of the Rangers. You learn something new right. every day. Chris Young, well, I knew he was the Ivy GM of the Rangers. Chris Young, Ivy League grad, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then Will Venable, also an Ivy League grad. I think he went to Princeton. You know so many weird facts. How do you know the college that Will Venable went to? That's why I host a baseball <laughs> podcast. That's why I don't you do accounting. Um <laughs> All right, one more. <laughs> Go for it. Pete's watching Succession. <laughs> there it I, is. Am I am grinding through Euphoria. Weird. Ooh, weird. Yeah. Which one's better? So I haven't seen enough of Euphoria to say. I will say though, the Zendaya performance and Jeremy Strong performances are like both really, really good. Yeah. In the little bit I've seen of Euphoria, my problem with Euphoria was this: in like the three episodes I watched of the first season. A lot of like, I feel like the people who think that show is so crazy are the type of people who don't realize that like, that's like the real, real extreme of how bad it could get in high school. There wasn't enough like, this is how people talk moments for me. You know what I mean? Like it, it just felt, and by the way, that's fine. If you're being artsy with your language, everybody likes Wes Anderson movies. Nobody talks like that. Right. Yeah. But in my opinion, that was the vibe though. But Zendaya was awesome. And I'm on season two, episode seven of Succession. They're both really good, man. I think that they, I just think that succession is 
something people are more attached to right now because it is the new way of political thinking that people are they, they don't really have time for the Sorkin way of viewing things that there's good people everywhere. They're like, Hey, guess what? Rich people stink. No ifs, ands, or buts. Here's a comedy about it. Here's people spitting in each other's faces, sometimes literally. And also it's funny and you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I can't wait for the finale and whatnot, but yeah, we don't look up man. We don't look up and succession oh, taken off at the exact same time. I haven't seen don't look up. There was too much of a discourse. So I'm waiting for it to fade away so I can actually have a genuine objective opinion because I've heard people hate it and other people who are like, it's great. I love and then it. people making my one friend makes fun of it over text to me every single day. <laughs> He's just like, this thing is the worst. I'm like, All right. Like whatever happens, man. Hey, you know what PCP stands for? Pop culture, Peter, not the drug. <laughs> Peter has watched a movie and a show. I was so just PC- waiting for you to, or you were going to say there. Yeah, I'm watching Euphoria, so now I'm super into the uh, abbreviations of hard drugs. No, PCP is pop <laughs> yeah, culture. My problem Peter. with Euphoria, it's like 30 year olds not having an actual high school experience. They're just screaming at each other and doing every drug in the book. I mean, that's just not what I did in high school. And there's no way I looked like those kids in high school. I looked like a fat little thumb, but now they're looking like freaking models. Yeah, fat man. Little thumb. I mean, It'd be like yeah. that sometimes. <laughs> I have some trauma in my childhood, Jack. Maybe we should get into it. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so much TV out there, man. There's so much. And I've been watching a whole bunch. And I just, I'm always down to talk TV, Jack. Always. Oh. All right. <laughs> Peter, you got thoughts to wrap this thing up? I got nothing other than go get your Just Baseball merch in the episode link of this uh, podcast. Go check out Javi Reyes on at Locked On Padres on Twitter, as well as obviously the show itself, Locked On Padres on Spotify. Javi, anything you want to plug? Um, I know you still got the top 10 moments of the 2021 Padres. I was reading that this morning. Um, yeah, any other things uh, that you're cooking up? That I'm just feeling a little bit under the weather. So trying to get back on my feet, getting back to to, to writing and whatnot. So hopefully getting to that. More and than writing, we look, could use a meme or two or five. Yeah, could use a, hey, you're right. I'm going to send you some afterwards for sure. I'm going to be on my bed all day. So I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Arm knows if I think Arm partially doesn't think I'm serious, but working on a podcast for you guys. And I'm hoping That's, that I could uh, get it done pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. I think it's ridiculous and weird. And anybody who knows me, won't be surprised when they kind of find out what it's about. So hopefully that's in the works I'm trying to record that soon, assuming I'm all healthy and everything. Otherwise um, everybody go watch arcane. Great Netflix show. Awesome okay. stuff. I think we're plugging a new podcast. Every episode of the just baseball show. We're like, growing. That's where we're at right now. We are growing and it's fun. So Pete, thank you everybody. <laughs> <laughs>